Welcome to Talking Giants Player Profiles and Projections. And today we have Will Hernandez, six foot two, three hundred twenty-seven pounds. But he said he's lost some pounds. He said he's lost some weight. Looks probably probably around three ten. Turns twenty-six in a couple weeks. Entering the final year of his rookie deal. It's kind of weird we're doing these PPPs and the Dave Gettleman draft picks are entering the final years of their deal. Started 39 career games in a row. Didn't miss a snap. Guy stays healthy. Bam. He gets the COVID. He gets the coronavirus. And he never gets his job back while rotating in for a drive or two. Now, entering his fourth season, he's moving to right guard. Hasn't played that spot since high school. He looked up. He looked pretty good in, in, in the pre-se- one preseason game we watched. Justin, what are we expecting from Hernandez? Because I think he could be up for... Here's something, and I, I'm totally jumping the gun on this. Could we be having Will Hernandez contract talks in the first half of this season? Can we be like, you know, he should be... Like, I, I can see that happening. Like, that's my goals. Like, let's let's get Giants fans talking about extending Will Hernandez this year. That's my goal for Will Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, it's also dependent on how well Shane Lemieux plays, because if Shane Lemieux plays pretty solid, then we're talking about, yeah, maybe we can afford to let Will Hernandez walk. Uh, but also, I can imagine there are a lot of Giants fans that are feeling right now, hey, we shouldn't have let Kevin Zeitler go, and Kevin Zeitler was kind of a kind of a sure thing. You know, you knew what you were going to get out of Kevin Zeitler, and I feel the same thing with Will Hernandez. You know what you're going to get out of Will Hernandez, and if we want that stability on this offensive line, and if he comes out with, you know, is you know, shading some pounds this past offseason, comes out playing that new spot and playing next to Matt Parrott, playing next to Nick Gates, he comes out and he plays solid, I feel like Giants fans are going to want that stability, and I don't think wanting that stability is a bad thing. So, Bobby, here's my main question to you. Maybe if you want to break him down as a player, I don't know. But here's my main question about Will Hernandez, because I feel like fans don't know enough about him. They kind of just talk about him, they try to evaluate him, and they don't know because they don't have an informed opinion, they just want to give a take. How much has Will Hernandez improved from his rookie year? Has there been gradual growth, or has he just been entered in the NFL, he's been okay, he's been solid, and then that's been kind of it? Has he grown from his rookie year? He has. I mean, he's a meddling player. Like, like run-blocking-wise, I don't think he's grown a ton. But, I mean, he gave up five sacks his rookie year. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, in 2019, he only gave up two. And then in 2020, he didn't play the full season, but he only gave up one. Um, which, like I said, aren't great numbers. But, like, he's, I think he's a meddling player who had expectations to be a really good player. And I think that's Will Hernandez. Like, I think that's why, you know, there's a lot more negative than there is positive Will Hernandez. Like, people treat him like a disaster. He's not a disaster player. Like, he's not my war. Like, when we talk about this offensive line, I'm not worried about Will Hernandez. Like, do I think he's going to go out there and be a huge advantage for the Giants? No. But I'm not worried about him. Like, Daniel Jones' progression as a player should not be stunted because of Will Hernandez. It could be because of Matt Parrott and Shane Lemieux or or if Andrew Thomas, if, if he just, you know, all of a sudden, like, doesn't grow. But Will Hernandez, the way he plays, his level of play shouldn't stunt the growth of Daniel Jones, where those other guys can't. And let's go through some of the numbers. 2019, he gave up two sacks and six QB hits. Again, those aren't great numbers, but like I think those those like if he left the Giants that year, I think he starts for damn near you know almost most teams he starts for them. Um, and again, he gave up five his rookie season. Um, and then in the run game, I think he's solid working combos and, and and on his own. Now he'll have ugly reps. I mean. If you remember, like, uh, Javon Kinlaw, the 49ers week three, just totally, like, embarrassed Will Hernandez. So he'll have those reps. 
and he's kind of like boxy and not as athletic pulling. But I mean, even just to look back at the preseason game, he was pulling and making good plays. Like he makes good plays as a puller. And I think like as a run blocker, he's good. He's, he's a be- I think he's a better run blocker than pass blocker. It's just as a pass blocker, there's, there's bad, there is bad reps. There's times where he's going to miss a stunt. Um, but I don't view him as a disaster like a lot of people do. That's the it's a little bit of the frustrating thing about Will Hernandez is that the issues that he had his post his rookie year, at least some of the things that I looked at was the speed of the game and you know getting beat on the quick passing moves and you know the the mental the mental side of the game where getting your mind up to speed with the speed of the game and then also the stunts and how to sense the the flow of the game, and I you know I hate to formulate a take right now based off of based off of just one play and that that training camp clip that went viral, that seemed just like a mental error on Will Hernandez of just letting a free rusher come right in. So those are the things that I hope in year four we are in year four now, the mental side of things I'm hoping that Will Hernandez can fix it up because physically he is not Quentin Nelson, but physically he has the tools to do it all and you know similar to the other interior offensive linemen that are around him he has a little bit of that nasty streak and that and that mean streak to put you on your behind and that's what we want and that's what Giants fans love so physically he physically he has always seemed to have it all it is just the mental side of things that I think is preventing him from everybody saying that this dude is here and he's here to stay and he shouldn't go anywhere yeah, I mean, he, he like you mentioned, you mentioned like the NASA, like he finishes every single block, you know. And I know sometimes that annoys people because he seems like he gets in like a he gets a little shove after every play, and it's like you know, hey, maybe stop worrying about that, and worry about your play. But he, but as as a pass blocker, like you said, there's mental mistakes. But like when Will Hernandez, like when he gets there and he meets that defensive lineman, his ability to mirror a defensive tackle is beautiful. Like it looks really good. Now there's times where he can get bull rushed. But he's not like he's not getting embarrassed the way a Shane Lemieux does, or you know we only saw one preseason game, but the way Kenny Wiggins is like Will Hernandez doesn't have those embarrassing pass reps. He can have some in the in the run game that are, are pretty ugly, but those pass reps he's he's not getting embarrassed. And you know like and I and I also think he got a little too much heat his rookie year for Nate Solder's being bad, where it's like oh he's playing next to a rookie. It's like no Nate Solder was just kind of bad on his own. If he put in the work this offseason, like I'm not, don't expect him to, like you said, to come up and live up to pick 34. But I do think we should be at the end of the season or, or whenever talking about trying to get him back on a reasonable deal. You know, like I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a player you just throw away. I have a question about the right side of the offensive line last year that maybe we can relate it to 2021. How much did Kevin Zeitler help Cam Fleming? in terms of pass blocking or even run blocking and working with combos and things of that nature. Because we're looking at this year of Matt Parrott basically being a rookie and you know basically playing the right tackle spot for the first time in his NFL career and being a starter. How much can Will Hernandez help Matt Parrott and how much did Kevin Zeitler help Cam Fleming last year? And does that matter at all? No, it, it does matter. And that's where Hernandez is, is, a, is like a bigger downgrade than Zeitler. You know, like, if you're just talking about, like, just ability, it's like, you know, he's not too far off. You know, Kevin Zeitler is a much better pass blocker. But, like, Kevin Zeitler sometimes sacrifices his own play to help Cam Fleming. Like, having Kevin Zeitler next to you instead of, you know, whoever, you know, who was the right guard in um 
you know, Jamon Brown. Like, it does make a huge <laughs> difference of being able to pass stuff off. Like, Cam Fleming, like, his whole job, basically, and why he wasn't, like, a total disaster at the end of the year, he was bad. It's like, he's like, just wash those guys around. Like, trust me with the stunts and stuff. And sometimes Kevin Zeitler sacrificed his own play to help Cam Fleming. Um, I don't think Will's ever going to do that for Matt Parrott. You know, like, I don't think I don't think having Will next to him, like, he's like, oh, he's got that veteran presence next to him. Um, so I, you know, if, if I'm if I'm an opposing defensive coordinator, I am saying stunt the crap out of Matt Parrott and Will Hernandez. Like, I really am. Like, I am like, you know, let's stunt the crap out of them. Because Thomas and Lemieux, even Thomas Hernandez, like, Thomas knows when those are coming. Even when he's, even when he struggled uh, to start the year, there was one bad blitz pickup by Andrew Thomas. But, like, Thomas w- was kind of saw those things coming. If I'm going to, that's where, that's where the worry is with Will Hernandez. It's like, are they gonna are they gonna stunt the crap out of Matt Parrott and Will Hernandez and us be really like that is what will turn us really negative on Will Hernandez yeah. is if you're making those mental mental mistakes because just the physical ability you know just the art of blocking I'm not worried about Will where I am worried about Will is like teams just abusing him and Matt Parrott like that. I just uh, made a really big gulp as soon as you said I if I were a defense coordinator I would stunt the crap out of the right side of the offensive line. I just made a really big gulp uh, when, when you said that. But, you know, the the hope is last year with COVID, right? Because that's ultimately what it was. During the season and during the 2020 season, we were like, well, what yeah, is it? he confirmed it. Because we were, I mean, yeah. anyone who watched film was flustered that Shane Lemieux was playing over Will Hernandez. We were, he confirmed it this year on, like, those Giants Huddle podcasts. Like, yeah. I, I had COVID and it was bad. And also Ruben. Didn't he, didn't he go on Ruben's show and he said something about it too? Uh, I know he went on Ruben's show the last year. I don't know if he did recently. All right. Well, anyway, Zona Gigantes, check out that interview. Even if it was two years ago with Will Hernandez, it was really, really cool. So he did confirm it this offseason. While last year we were like, is it something off the field? Because you know, Hernandez was one of those guys where he's not too good. He's like, oh, this guy's too good to not be playing. But also it was Lemieux was such a bad pass blocker that we were saying, well, why is Hernandez not out there? So hopefully with that year that basically was off for the second half of the year, taking those mental reps and having a chance to step away from the football field and evaluate the game from not just the physical point of view, but the mental side of things, which is what he needs to work on, having the chance to do that while also improving your body, cutting some weight, getting some of that, you know, that that fat off, maybe unnecessary fat. Doing all those things will hopefully combine in a much better, new and improved and career best year for Will Hernandez on a contract year. That's do the it. hope. Do it, Will. Make yourself some money. We appreciate you guys. All right, let's take a break. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. And today we're doing what I love. Julian Love. I'm getting really bad with these horrible intros. Julian Love, five foot eleven, 195 pounds, 23 years old. Him and Joe Judge make stuff up about each other. Make stuff up about you know being circus clowns and all types of of different stuff. And Justin, his position has been a roller coaster. And I I'm gonna go through it in t- here, and then we'll talk about him as a player. He was drafted as an outside corner. Like he was, and he was a good corner. Like he was second in the NFL in, in college football for like cornerback of the year, the Bed Neark Award, or whatever it's called. Drafted as an outside corner, but the the question was, can he play outside, or cor- can he play, or is he going to be a nickel corner? Does he have the speed to play outside? Well, guess what? The Giants were practicing him at safety, but we still had kept the cornerback dream alive. Well, 
the Giants had Antoine Bethea at free safety, and they played him, and they played him, and he sucked, and he was not, he just was not up to playing that center field safety of that 2019 Giants defense called for. And finally, finally, they start playing him. They start giving him reps at free safety versus the Chicago Bears, and hell, he even got an interception in that game playing free safety. But in that game, Jabril Peppers gets hurt. So they move him to the box. And not only do they just move him to the box, he does really well in it. If you look at the numbers, like, wow, he, he fit in great at this box position. And then week 17, they put, because the Giants are cutting their corners and guys are, you know, losing their jobs, they play him at nickel corner, which starts, uh, you know, the question is, you know, does he play corner or safety? But we're all like, he's going to play safety. The Giants are going to pay him a safety. But bam, the Giants add Xavier McKinney. They draft Xavier McKinney. Two weeks later, DeAndre Baker gets arrested. So it's like, okay, does Julian Love play corner? Does Julian Love play corner? They're very thin at corner. Well, you know, we're, we're wondering if he'll move back there. They're not playing at corner at all. He's still playing safety. Then the Giants signed Logan Ryan. Still playing safety. We're asking the beat reporters every day, like, are they giving Julian Love any corner reps? We're talking, like, nope, not a single rep at cornerback. So we give up on it. He plays free safety. He plays free safety. Um plays a little bit you know he's not you know like the main starter every game but he's playing a little bit and then when the cornerback dream is totally dead like people are asking us do you think Julian Love could play cornerback and I'm saying nope you got to give up on it we we thought he could they give up on it bam they put him as an outside cornerback for the last three games of the season and now in 2021 he's practicing safety but also nickel corner here's what the here's what the the my answer to this is He's a DB, and we can't label him as a free safety, a box safety, a corner. He is a DB who's going to play all over the field. Is he not the most well-versed example of how Joe Judge defines versatility on this roster? He's the star player. I like the, it. The star safety, or whatever you call it. He had ta- he had five tackles for loss in 2019 on 37% yes, of the he defensive was good snaps. In the box. <laughs> I think that has. Do you think that has a little bit to do with like maybe Jabril Peppers long term? It's like you know what Julian Love looked pretty good as that box safety. I'm not saying he's going to come in and beat Peppers because he won't be, but like in essentially five games he had five tackles for a loss at that spot. Thirty seven. Like he, I mean he was good. Like like we were yeah. like he was a bright spot at the end of that 2019 season was Julian Love. Yeah, and really you look at this 2019 draft class. Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, DeAndre Baker, obviously. But even just outside the first round, guys, O'Shane Zimenez, who has been used a a decent amount but hasn't really lived up to those expectations. Julian Love in round four. Ryan Conley, round five, just, you know, injury didn't work out there. Darius Slayton, great, diamond in the rough. Uh, uh, Corey Ballantyne, Big George, and Chris Slayton. Julian Love has been the most underutilized draft pick from that 2019 draft class and you can argue you know more than I think more than O'Shane I think Julian Love may be a better football player than O'Shane Zimenez uh you oh I yeah think, that's no doubt about that I was talking to Bobby before the show I'm like is it a bad take to say that he's a better football player than Darius Slayton and Bobby was like yes don't say it but I said it anyway and I don't believe it it was so most underutilized draft pick from that 2019 draft class and you're right you know, we we had Jabril Peppers' PPP, and we were talking about, you know, uh, what does what does his future hold? And it largely relies on Xavier McKinney, but it also relies on how they do see Julian Love. But his versatility is a very very good thing because on most football teams, I do think Julian Love can start somewhere, 
whether it be at corner or whether it be especially like as an in-the-box safety. But the fact that this guy is going to be fourth, he's going to be like the number four safety on this team. He is underutilized, but also that is an awesome, awesome depth piece that most teams wish that they had. And let's let's break down where he played in 2020 or at, at as a deep safety. That's where he played most of his time in 2020, a 63%. In 2019, he played there 19%. In the box, only 8% compared to the 48% in 2019, where that's where his position was. Corner, he only played 29%, which um, was actually, le- it was a less like percentage than it was uh, in twenty in 2020, 34%, because they were using him. Won that last game versus Philly, he did, he just flat out played nickel corner. But in the as a box safety, they split him out a little bit. So he wasn't like officially playing corner, but he was taking like cornerback reps. Um, so th- that was that. I will say I don't see him playing outside corner in his future unless the Giants are in a, in a serious pinch. Because in his two games where he started at corner, he gave 139 yards and not very many. Like he, he was his incompletions versus Dallas weren't bad, but like it wasn't bad coverage. But it was also like those were bad Andy Dalton throws too, you know. And where Cleveland it was five for six and you know 80 something yards in a game where they didn't have the ball a ton. Um, so I do think this year though he's going to play a lot of nickel corner. I think they want him on the field. They might want him on the field more than they want, you know, Darnay Holmes because of that versatility where it's like we can play Julian Love all over the field and it's just one less guy that you know where he's going to line up. Where Darnay, you kind of, you, if there's any player on this defense where it's like you know where he's going to line up, it's Darnay Holmes. It's nickel corner. He's never going to play outside corner. They're not going to, like, you know, put him back to safety or anything like that. So, but I, I think you're going to see a ton of four safety looks with him, McKinney, Logan Ryan, and Peppers. And Patrick Graham last year was not hesitant to put his safeties in like that slot corner spot. He was not hesitant to do so. So it'll be three years in the making of Julian Love, the Julian Love for slot corner hype train. It'll be three years in the making, but goddamn, we're going to make it happen this year. And well, he's I'm, even I'm like he's taking first team reps at, at times during camp in that nickel corner role. Now I think no, it's also we don't know role we, with, but. We don't know what the future of Aaron Robinson looks like, too. That's still really up in the air at this point. He hasn't even suited up for camp at the time we're recording this. So, Julian Love for slot corner, that's not a bad thing. What I want to do is I actually want to rank right now for Julian Love, in your opinion, and we'll try to come to a consensus, the positions that he plays and which ones he's best at. So, let's start last. Outside corner is last correct yes and then next i would put free safety yeah free safety is the position he plays the most but he's just late to the party a lot you know like he's not like he's not beating guys to spot like he's just he's just late at a lot of times now and run support he's good from that role but in the past game there's a lot of times where it's like man this you know Love could have been quicker to this. Like this play maybe doesn't become a big play if he's quicker to this. So I hate to nitpick this one play, but it was the biggest play in this game, and the Giants defense did a really good job. It was a game that Adrian Colbert missed, and Julian Love was on the field for not on the field, but I think he also kind of allowed uh the big play touchdown that won the Rams the game. I forget who it was. Was it Cooper Cup that had a big play in that game? I think Julian Love was partially if not mostly responsible for the big play in that game that wound up the Giants losing that game so free safety is second to last so I guess if there's four or five positions third I would put 
nickel, or nickel corner, and, and then, then his box best safety. might probably be the box. Box. Sorry, so four, four positions. It's hard to say that though because we haven't seen it since twenty nineteen. Now he was good in that role, but we haven't seen it since then. Right. You right. Know, but so he can do it's, it. it's, it's it's. But if you if you're going off of what we've seen, it's probably it's probably that. It's just. So, I mean, I think that might be some of the kind of things, like the issues with Julian Love. I know we're, like, speaking very positively. It's like he's not, like, there's no role where you're like, man, he's, like, no one's banging on the table for Julian Love to get a ton of reps. Because, like, you know, no one's like, oh, should he get more reps than McKinney? No one's saying that. You know, Peppers and Ryan, definitely not. And then it's like, well, right, is anyone going to bang on, on the table for him to be the nickel corner over Darnay Holmes? I, I don't think so. Um but he's going to get playing time this year. Like, there's yep. no doubt about that. Like, Julian Love will play. He's going to be a big part of this defense. It's just, it's hard to nail it down to where exactly he's going to be because he's not going to be in one spot. You know, and the fact that, yeah, he's not going to be in one spot. He doesn't have a clear role in the team. He still played 66% of the snaps last year. And I've been saying this stat wrong all offseason. Julian Love was not third in the team of tack in the ta- in tackles. He was fourth on the team in tackles. I've been saying that stat wrong. So even though like we're talking about Julian Love kind of vague and we're talking about him as like this backup option, he still does play a decent amount and he is still you know getting guys to the ground at you know uh, still leading the team in, in tackles and being a top five leader in that regard. So he's gonna find the playing time and he's gonna get playing time and especially you feel good. If somebody does go down and if the Giants have a little bit more misfortune injury-wise this year, that Julian Love can be there to pick somebody up on the outside if need be. But the Giants do have a decent amount of outside cornerback depth. If Darnay goes down, if Aaron Robinson continues to struggle, you feel good that Julian Love can step in. And then if one of our box safeties slash free safeties go down, you feel good about Julian Love stepping in there. So that's why this dude is so versatile and he's so valuable as like this Swiss Army knife. Yeah, and I mean, now the Giants have three corners or three safeties who like can play corner. I mean, Logan Ryan made his money in this, in the NFL playing corner. You know, when Darnay Holmes went down, remember who was playing nickel corner? Xavier McKinney was like, they were playing Xavier yeah. McKinney was playing nickel corner versus Arizona and Cleveland. And then obviously Julian Love, uh, you know, has corner experience. So yep, it's interesting to see where he'll play with McKinney and, and you know, with McKinney fully healthy, you know, it, like, where does he play with all three of those guys? And I think that's why we've been hearing reports of him playing a little nickel corner because they, they want this guy on the field. So anything else on Julian Love? Valuable asset and cool guy. Seems like a really, really cool guy. Yeah, I mean, just being able to bust, you know, Joe Judge's chops and mix. Like, it's one thing to bust someone's balls, but to, like, in a press conference, just totally make something up about him. Like, make up a quote. Like, it's like It takes more... It takes more than a few to like catch a greased pig in Mississippi or like just to make that oh, yeah. up and say Joe Judge said that is pretty funny. So uh, we like you, Julian Love. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time. Until then, let's go big blue. <laughs>